sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Tony, did I come in at the right time? For some reason, I heard very little of the intro today. <laughs> and that's just a, a nice story for the folks that we do play that live and I do listen to it and then come in. Uh, did, did I come in at an appropriate time? I had to, I had to use my, you know, uh, George Michael Bluth style perfect time to make a decision on when to enter into the podcast. <laughs> I think you nailed it better than you do most of the time when you can actually hear it because there wasn't that that 300 millisecond delay. It was really good. We we no, should um, cut the audio out more often. It can only lead to better things. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't even listen to each other. I, I mean, I'm fine with that. Just yeah, of... let's talk over the top of one another. Why did you stop talking? Because that would have made the bit actually funny. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're we right start there. editing yeah. the podcast We could do that, but, you know... Um, we should uh, have you ever editing seen the podcast? I, What's editing about, the podcast? Yeah, well, we haven't tried that yet. Uh, I, I thought, um, I've always thought that it would be funny to, to, I don't know if you guys ever tried this when you were doing TAI, and I, I believe you guys had, and, and this is probably how this is too, is I don't know how much you have to do any work for it, but to like fit the two, um, files together right I, I believe you were doing that with tai right you had, to, yeah. you had to kind of weasel everyone's file into one file yeah uh, so it, we did for time and then that people kept screwing that up so we got brian to record it on on his computer so that, that always led to disasters um yeah. yeah it used to go out of sync somehow in software i i always thought it would be very stupid and maybe somebody's tried this before to just have maybe you lose somebody's file and have somebody try to talk to it way after the fact <laughs> we could do that it, it's not really a, somebody saying uh-huh <laughs> I, I have got many of those recordings but uh, with our current setup that's not really an option because i use a um, piece of hardware to record onto an sd card so um nothing ever goes out of sync it's it's a basically a mixing desk oh my god <laughs> so uh, unless i was able to mute you uh let's see if i can do that mm. so our listeners can't hear you, but maybe I can. Let's just do this live on air. Griff, can I get you to talk? Oh, this is perfect. I can hear you, but our listeners can't. So uh, just ask me a question and I'll respond. And uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a tuck and fold method. So that that's really the key. It's It's kind of like origami if you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's really, really important. But they're also hairy at the same time. So it's like paper craft mixed with hair. Oh, wow. That's the dream, isn't it? We love it. So people are now unmuted. They've, they've got that uh, 20 seconds of silence while you asked that question. What that question was, people are probably not real sure. But uh, if you know exactly what that is. Can they hear me now, Tony? Am I, am I back? You're back. Oh, my God. This feels good. Okay. Um uh, well, just, just to spoil it, all I did was I, I asked Tony, uh, how he brews an IPA. Um, <laughs> so, uh, gang, uh, I'm not going to apologize for it cause I'm built, I'm a man built for the purpose of apologizing. I only apologize for everything, but I am not going to do it. But, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed their week off of content. Maybe you, um, you know, read, read a book or you watched uh, cartoons or some, um, maybe you watched, uh, 
American Dad. How about that? Is that a show? You watched American Dad, uh, Seth MacFarlane, uh, The Little Goldfish That Talks. Uh, maybe you brewed an IPA. Maybe you yeah, went maybe to. Maybe you brewed an IPA. Maybe you went to somebody's forty-first birthday and drank moonshine, because that's what I did oh, this past yeah. weekend. Okay. So. Oh, tell, tell okay. I got to hear about this. Who, whose moonshine was it? Was it some? I, I assume. It, now I do think now there is commercially produced moonshine, which I believe defeats the purpose. But um, well, were you drinking commercially produced moonshine, moonshine, or someone's home batch? When I say moonshine, not technically moonshine. Clear spirit that was home brewed, which is technically illegal mm-hmm. in Australia. So, um, mm-hmm. it was a sugar based mash. So you can't really call it vodka because it's not um, a grape or potato or whatever yeah, the fuck or vegetable based. Wheat, the, the winter wheats. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't a vodka, but it essentially tasted like vodka. Um, super smooth. Really, really delicious. They actually do quite a good job. They. Um, they actually take the time to take the heart, hearts from it, and that's what they actually use. They they okay. bottle the other stuff and use it as cleaning product. So they know what they're doing. Didn't didn't no, um, sure. make me any rougher. Yeah, don't get the tails. No, you're in trouble. Then you're then you're blind. <laughs> yes. Yep. They use that for cleaning. But uh, really delightful. Um, it was a great birthday party because he had it catered by a food truck, which is. Always good to see. So, um, okay. What food truck? What food truck you guys got in there? What are we well, talking about? Well, the one that used to be over the road from me. So, um, Tangled in Food. Don't know whether we've mentioned it on this podcast. I'm mm. sure we mentioned yeah, it on maybe, maybe you have, yeah. On Table Freight. Um, it's basically a um, food truck that 60 to 70% is based around barbecue. And this okay. event, he, yeah. um, he did sort of his his greatest hits with his barbecue. So it was loaded uh, pulled pork fries. All right. Then we just had some plain um, chicken wings. Delicious, not technically barbecue, but hey, coleslaw. And he did a um, brisket that he sliced, then breaded mm-hmm. and deep fried. Oh, and, breaded. Yep. And so this is cooked. Was this cooked brisket? So, yep. so, smoked. so smoked brisket, I believe. Yes. Then batter, bat, breaded, battered, breaded, 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 breaded. So, so flour, flour, eggs, you yep. know, breadcrumbs. Yep. Schnitzeled it. Schnitzeled the brisket, <laughs> and then uh, and then serve that up. That sounds good, actually. I would it, eat that. That that was. The second greatest highlight, the highlight, which you're not going to believe me that this was my highlight from it, but it was the corn on the cob that he does in the smoker. Really, really delicious. My man, we have uh, uh, former former podcast hosts, um, uh, well, and and occasional guest hosts here, Brian and Jameson and myself and uh, Kelly have an ongoing group chat that merely pretty much only focuses on a, a, on a joke I've had since we ate at a restaurant called Oriole in Venetian, which is uh, every time I eat something with a lot of corn in it, I'd say this is a corniness of corn update and it posted <laughs> uh, the corn thing. And just this week, in fact, I would like to point out how active the group was um, with various corn items 
Uh, we now, so people know we will be talking more about our drive next week. Um, but uh, uh, I did. We did go to a place in Colorado that had what was called street corn ribs. And Ooh. they weren't ribs. They were street. It was a. It was a piece of corn that had been cut like down into like six length lengthwise, as it were. Yep. Which feels like it'd be really hard to do. That motherfucker is hard to do. But um, and then cooked, and then they put the mayonnaise and the cheese and the cilantro and all the goodies on there. And you got to, you pretty much eat them like a little rib. So that was one item. Okay, only two things this week. Nope, three things. Sorry. Um, <laughs> another one was we went to a brewery there where um, a brewer I've talked about here before that I love called Beerstadt Lager House had an heirloom corn lager. Nice. Which was excellent. Did not taste like cream corn, just had like the right amount of that. And then third, we were in St. Louis where uh, uh, my wife got herself a sweet corn colada from uh, a restaurant we went to. It had uh, Blanco tequila, sherry, dry curacao, ancho reyes, sweet corn, coconut, and lemon. Wow. That was really, really good. That sounds Um, amazing. Yeah, that was killer. Um, So corniness of corn. We are a big corn fan. The corn family here, we are, uh, we uh, are, are, our digestive system is in total disarray. It does not actually process anything. It's just corn falling out of me all day. So <laughs> it's, it's a good life. Good, good to your health. Pick some corn. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's cool. You can't, you will not, you will not fool me that the corn is the best, is the best thing in any, at any place. I love it. So they were just smoking this stuff or just grilling it up or what was the deal? No, no, he, it, he chucks it in his smoker right at the end where he really heats it up for about half an hour so it doesn't shrink down too much doesn't have the classic grill marks of course um mm, right. but um he he has a really well he knows how to work his smoker so it's just the right amount of smokiness it's heated all the way through really really delicious Killer. yep big fan of it hell i had a lot i had some elote yesterday for god's sake i can't get off the shit I'm, <laughs> it's like crack to me um all right tony uh I've been driving around. Uh, I've been drinking lots of different beer. I can't really. I'm trying to focus on a, a specific beer I liked. I'm going to need a second. I know you've been drinking some good stuff. Why don't you tell me your favorite beer you had this week? Which, what, what you drinking? Well, I'll talk about two beers. I've had a lot of new beers. After going through a um, craft beer drought, I've um, really um, loaded up and the fridge is fully stocked. So... One I want to talk about is a regular line that my supermarket is getting in. It's a delicious beer, but I really find it odd that that's the beer they've chosen to get in. And that is Le Chouf. But they're Blonder, which is an 8% Belgian blonde. It is delightful. It is magnificent for the price. Um, Really, really miss a good Belgian beer actually had the Australian um, sort of take on a Belgian triple that I'll talk about in next week's show that was was really, really delightful. But the most flavourful, most um, interesting beer that you may be interested in, even if you're not interested in it, I'm going to tell you about it because it fits into 2021, the year of the cookie beer. And that is 
the Timothy Tomothy Slam from Moondog. Oh, hell yeah. Now we're talking. So can you take a guess at what cookie this is based off? Um, see, I'm not familiar with the, You guys have named cookies with different names. I'm yeah, not it, sure. It's um, the only Australian biscuit that is famous, really, that I think. Oh, is this like an Anzac biscuit? Like a, It's the like other famous a, one. It's it's a brand oh, name. A Tim Tam. Oh, it's a Tim Tam. Tim, I get it. I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking brain dead, dude. Yes. Yeah, Tim Tams. You bite, bite the ends off of that, suck it through a straw. Yeah. I get you. So it's a it's a Tim Tam based um, stout. So really, really sweet. Not not full on dessert stout. This is only a six and a half percenter, um, but it's thick. It's chocolatey. It's it's got a huge whack of lactose in it. Um, Lap of lactose. Yep. Yep. And of course, a Tim Tam slam is a way of eating a Tim Tam with a cup of coffee or cup of tea, more correctly, where you dunk the biscuit in to your to your beverage, and then you eat the softened biscuit. So, and you've got to get your timing right. So that's where that name comes from. Really, a big fan of it. It's um, comes in really small cans, almost. Um, a two seventy five mil can, it, it feels like. So, okay, yeah, which is really the perfect amount. It's not a big honking five hundred and seventy three mil can. It's it's yeah. really the perfect serving size, and have one of those a night, and yeah, it's a way to top <laughs> off a nice a night. Yeah, dude. Forget about. Did I dessert. talk about the? Yeah, I know. Just try. That's what I do. Did I talk about those Lee the J W Lee's Harvest Ale cans on here? I'm sure I did, but those things were fucking awesome. That you could get like. A two seventy five milliliter can, like a little baby can of harvest ale aged in sherry barrels or whatever. If you guys find that, you gotta get it. If you see the eight ounce cans of Lee's aged uh harvest ale aged in sherry barrels or port barrels or whatever in the baby can, get your hands on it. That shit is crazy. And it's funny to see it in the tiny can. Um <laughs> Tony, I'd say I'd say my favorite thing I had this week. Um, did stop at a friend's house. Uh, I don't want to talk about all the breweries I went to, but, um, I did stop at a friend's house. He wasn't there. Of course. I was staying with his family in Kansas city. Um, and, uh, they egged me on and said, you know, your buddy, he's got a, he's got a bunch of beers. He's stashing in the fridge or in the, in the basement in the cellar. They're getting real old. Why don't you pick out a couple of them and look and get them open so they can get out of my basement. I said, aha, there's now there's a deal I could make. Went down there, and these were some very old beers, Tony. Um, mostly from the 2010 to 2014 era. Wow. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, I did not open this, but one of them included was a 2009 Bourbon County Stout. Um, God only knows what would come out of that bottle. Um, I went for the local gems. We were in Kansas City, so I got myself a, a 2011 2010 Budweiser. Aren't they a St. Louis? 2010 <laughs> Budweiser. Although um, my uh, my buddy's father did show me a um, like a 25 year old bottle that he had for some reason of Ch- of Ch- Are you familiar with Czech Bar or Budvar? The, yeah, Budvar. The Czechoslovakian like Bud thing. Yeah, uh, that that shit's um, that shit can't taste good. <laughs> no. Don't open that. Just leave that there. Um, 
But I'd say my favorite one, boy, it's a toss-up. But uh, two of them that I loved, I'll say, I had the 2011 Bourbon Barrel Quad from Boulevard. Um, stunning. I mean, tasted great. Very dry, obviously, you know. But n- pretty small amount of oxidation, honestly. Um, all things considered, I think the, I mean, I'm, I, Tony, you know, the science a little better than me, but I would suspect the, the Belgian yeast staves off the, the, that really nasty oxy taste a little more so than maybe the English ale yeast that might be in a barley wine, for example. Well, and it's also the malt, the component of of Mm -hmm. malt is, is almost as important as the yeast. So how it actually interacts with the malt and with Belgians having less malt and being generally a drier finish, they they deal much better with that. The drier the finish, the better it'll age because the oxidisation happens with your darker grains and unfermented um, alcohol, really. The the sugars left in it, they're the things that that are affected by um, oxygen and the oxidisation. Oxidization process. So, um, yeah, you'll you'll certainly get no hops in any of this shit. But um, you'll yeah. you'll certainly get some beers that can stand up. Some beers will be very different, but can still be drinkable after twenty plus years. Right. Pro- yeah, probably sure. go back even further. Now, um, a mass market uh, check made. Bud style beer is not one of those, but um, certainly barley wines and and old ales and sours can can yeah, the oxidization process and actually amplifies what they're trying to do with some of those things. They they're great right. in the first three months. Then you need to put them away for five years and then come back to them. The barley wine we had, um, I won't name the brewery or anything. It's not their fault because it was ten years old. But the barley wine I drank was a little, little too much, a little too much oxy taste for my liking i i just it was too cardboardy i guess um in my in my eyes not not enough not enough of the sweetness or maybe i needed to wait even longer i don't know but um the other one that i did enjoy tony was a 2013 imperial stout from boulevard uh that was just classic man that was just classic imperial stout no cookies nothing in it um and good good bourbon flavor a fine tasting, a fine tasting, decade, almost decade old <laughs> imperial stout. So, I really enjoyed that. And both of them come in giant bottles, and somehow I didn't even have a hangover the next day. What the hell? Who would have, who would have thought? So, guess I was chugging enough water that day. But uh, I was a big fan of those. Um, so Tony, I thought we should continue. Now that I am in Chicago, I am I am going to continue the most popular segment we did and learned about while I was in Vegas. I'm going to do Griff's Lager of the Week. Hit that sound if you didn't already. Sound hit. I can't hear it. I don't know why I can't hear the sounds. You're going to have to point at me when they're done or something. But uh, this week, my Lager of the Week, Tony, is a good story. I'm going to sneak one story in because it's lager-related from from this drive. Went to a brewery called Wiley Roots, which we'll talk a little bit about more later. So maybe I'll leave them out of the out of next week. But um, when you get in there, Tony, uh, or when I got in there, there was a train passing by the brewery, and we sat down, and the man ran out to me and said, "Oh, do you guys? Before I take anything else, do you guys want train beers?" And I, I now Kelly asked what it was. I just said yes. I said yes. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yes. 
<laughs> you know, whatever. When somebody asks you that, you just say yes. I don't know. Yep. Um, so uh, Kelly's like, "Who wants a train beer?" And I'm like, "No, you want one." So um, they gave you for uh, when a train goes by, they give they have two different options for a two dollar train beer, and um, uh, one of them was uh, this. It's Wiley. It was at Wiley Roots, which means that they're making every fucking fruity thing on earth, the fruitiest <laughs> sours you can you can drink, and funny stuff that we'll talk about a little later, but. Um, and then they made, so they had the banana meringue tart was one. And then what I Ooh. got was the, ne- the nearly dry, which was a 3.4% rice lager. And it was insanely dry and it was 3% and I loved it. And I just drank it along with all my little samples of, you know, punch that <laughs> I got. Uh, it was a perfect palate cleanse. Perfect refresher on a pretty warm day in Colorado. And uh, I loved it. It was a great lager. Uh, if I had any room in my car from the 40,000 bottles that were stuck jammed into it in all my life, um, I would have maybe tossed a four-pack in. But uh, otherwise, shout-out for nearly dry 3.4% light lager. Actually, not a horrific rating on this, Tony. You want to take a gander at it? Uh, not a horrific uh... I'm going to say this comes in, it's in the threes, but it's a high three. It's a 3.87. A little too high, 3.65, but pretty good for a 3.4% 6 IBU lager. Um, It just tasted like nothing. It tastes like rice. I loved it. Um, Did it really taste like rice? I I don't get... Out of a well-made rice and well-made corn beer, I can't taste those things. They just dry out the beer to me. It's delicious, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, maybe it's just that. I don't know. It just it just finished so clean. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, white <laughs> eating white rice. There's just nothing. It's gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> See ya. Yep. Uh, so maybe it didn't have a specific. Although, I, I, you know, there is one at Three Floyds right now. If I ever make it back out there, probably not soon. Um. They have the Samurai Gazebo, a favorite rice beer I've ever had, and that did taste like rice. I I, I will stand stand by that 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 stuff tastes like rice. Um, cool, Tony. You have any good lagers this week? You drinking any lager? You drinking any of that Oatinger or whatever that shit is? You guys drink Oatinger. Oatinger, um, yeah, yeah. That that's delicious. Had some of that uh, lagers. No, we're we're in winter, so I've been. I've been heading down the um, the old-fashioned pale ale, amber ale. Had a good mm-hmm. um, one from Bright um, that used to be bottle only, but it's now um, they're canning it. Um, I got myself, which I haven't had, a barley wine in a can. Not something oh, unique yeah. to you, but, um, yeah, got myself a um, $30 can of beer, which I'm sure will be delicious. But I'm, I'm $30? Yeah, I know, cheap by your standards, but um, how t- <laughs> how tall? How big of a can? Oh, is it's it? a big boy. It's a uh, four oh, okay. four seventy three or four fifty. Um, oh, that's like a four fifty. Is that like a nineteen ounce can? I don't really know the um, conversions. Maybe it's like an eighteen yeah. or close enough to an eighteen. Uh, 450 is yeah it's 15 
Okay. okay, so you're looking. It's a 16 ounce. It's a 16 ounce can. Yep. Um. So, t- <laughs> Tony, just a side note. I um, I do want to point something out. I I've been. I am selling some things at my house, and I've been getting messages all day about. I'm trying to sell a treadmill, Tony. Well, actually, I'm not trying to sell it. I'm trying to give it away. And um, uh, it is heavy, and it is hard to move, and that's sort of the stipulation as to why I'm giving it away, because I don't want to move it. Fair enough. Um, it It's stupid. Um, it does have a couple issues. The belt is not broken so much as it there's, like, some engine in the belt that's not moving or something. So I posted it on the marketplace and just said, hey, heads up, this thing doesn't work. I bet someone could repair it. You know, you can have it. Yep. But then, so all day, I've gotten 50 messages, Tony, and not one single person actually wants this thing. They either, um, I tell them what the deal is, and they say, oh, I didn't expect that. And I'm like, what did you expect? <laughs> I wrote it all in the description. Or they or they come and they ask, so how well does this work? And I say, it doesn't work. I said that. <laughs> it doesn't work. So nobody reads anything. If you think, I always think that I'm the biggest sucker in the world because I'll agree to stuff all the time, you know, because I'm a big dipshit. But at least I read the thing. People just don't, they just say like, hey, I'll I'll take this <laughs> as long as it works. And I'm like, bro, I wrote that it doesn't work. Shut up. <laughs> so people are fucking stupid. You sound frustrated. Am I am so sick of of this shit already. Move, the moving part does not bug me. In having to interact with anybody else to do it is what's going to drive me insane because uh, that shit, me sitting in the house packing will never will be fine, but everything else is going to suck total balls. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. So anyways, sorry for that. That's just something that's going on in my life as I just see the blink of the um, of my phone as I sit here. Uh, Tony, let's talk about some slightly more important stuff, and uh, we'll have to cover it in our only important segment of the show. It's called Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Great, yes. So, there was some serious, really bad, really, really, really bad news in the... Well, it's not bad news. It's it's just a bunch of bad stuff that happened. I don't know if it's... Is it bad news? Tony, I don't know how familiar with this you have been. Have you been following this the saga with a uh, a woman named oh, uh, Brienne uh, who works at Notch Brewing? I have not been um, following this. And would yep, you say a, it's an expose, not an article, but sort of exposing the industry more than anything else? Uh, oh yeah, yep. So um, you know the reckoning had been coming i think for for beer obviously and and if it hadn't come already you know this is maybe the the peak of it um but uh this this um this like this this woman uh i i would say just exposed and gave a voice to the uh, we'll say all nearly thousands of women or hundreds of women at this point who have actually come forward and told told stories, um, uh, but, you know, it's probably likely tens of thousands beyond that, that that haven't spoken up and have been affected by, you know, various breweries and ones that were never mentioned. And But uh, so if you follow uh, the, um, 
I, I don't really understand the name, unfortunately, but uh, Rat Magnet is is her name, uh, is her handle on Instagram. Get, give her a follow, give her a look, um, and follow her stories, and she's been posting the stories in, boy, this shows how much I know about Instagram, the thing where you can save stories, the, like, save, save stories, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but they're very, they're long. So give yourself an hour to go through all these. And there is a Google doc that follows them. Um, there's been, um, I would say very few to, to no retractions, which is amazing for, there's probably been, you know, 200 stories posted at this point. Um, and uh, they run the gamut, and I, I guess I, you know, unfortunately, I'll, I, I'm not going to read them all here. No, you know, I don't. I don't think that's fair for anyone. Uh, certainly not her. So I would highly advise going and checking out her reporting on this, her stories that she's posted, the stories of of, of the women who have uh, been frank abused, raped, um, degraded, um, assaulted all levels of this uh, mistreated by, by human resources, by labor. Uh, I mean, it's awful. It's, it's horrible to read. Feels like you're doing something bad by drinking these beers. Um, but then again, you know, it, it also just feels like you're doing something bad at all times. Capitalism. Doing, I'm doing something bad all the time. There's no but ethical consumption, right? So what, I, what I will say, you've, you've, you've posted a private spreadsheet um, with with some of these accusations on it, some of them are definitely need to be exposed and looked at. Some of them are just somebody having some dickish behaviour, and there's only one of them, and and stuff that doesn't mix runs the gamut. Yeah, you probably wouldn't get fired for all this stuff, and you probably wouldn't get like arrested for some of this. But there's let's maybe let's focus so. Like for like, um, you know, one that we've talked about that we like is Burial, where you, where you yep. love Burial Brewing. Burial has a couple on here, but I would say these are maybe things that uh, probably happen at the office party at my crappy company. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't mean it's good no. to do. It doesn't mean it's the right behavior. Um, but, but these but things happen within companies that are that right. size. It's 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 off. There's awful people. They're everywhere. You yep. got to deal with them. Burial has to deal with them. I'm not letting them off the hook. It's bullshit. Um, I hope this guy got fired. Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk about some of the. Rather than me ruining my reputation by by covering for burial, which I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not doing. You know they fucked up. Okay. But um, let's talk about some of the really bad stuff. Uh, Tony. Uh, Hill Farmstead. Are you familiar with Hill Farmstead? I am. Both their beers and the several times they've come up in this spreadsheet now. Now this is not. These are not normal things. The no. Hill, Hill Farmstead stuff is. I would call it not among the normal in big the world's largest air quotes. I'm sorry again. <laughs> I'm not normalizing people's shitty behavior. Um, we'll call it. It is not. This is stuff that goes into enters criminal territory. I would say. Yep. Um, uh, I'm not going to read these, uh, cause that's not my, 
but there is a lot. I would, I would again, highly recommend you uh, check out the um, Instagram. And I would, uh, I it sounds like the stories about Sean Hill are pretty well corroborated, um, yep. and numerous, and, and numerous, and, and follow a patent. And more than, yeah, right. And they're happening at his festival, at Sean Hill's festival. Sean Hill being the one who's implicated at Hill Farmstead. It's not, you know, any sort of low-level employee or anything. It's Sean Hill himself, uh, sweet-talking accuser's sister, uh, set up a couch in, in his Airbnb to fuck somebody after after the Pills and Love Festival, um, coercing blackout women to his hotel or trying to... Yep. This is all bad. Um, uh, Hill Farmstead trying to back away from it or trying to um, bounce off of it. I don't know. We Maybe they will. Who knows? Maybe they'll go the Louis C.K. route and go full cancel guy. I don't know, but it's really bad for Hill Farmstead. Um, another one that looked pretty bad, Tony, I would say, or is really bad and probably is the biggest... Uh, uh, maybe the most frequently accused. You think it's tired hands, Tony? If I had to do a, a count here, I think it's tired hands. Yeah, tired hands. A brewery I've probably talked about very positively on here, and I've recommended, and I really liked uh, the beers. And tired hands is on here for a wide range of horrible behavior, um, ranging from straight up sexual assault and borderline criminal sexual and I wouldn't even say borderline criminal sexual assault to tax evasion and financial uh, misgivings. Yeah. <laughs> so um, a wide range of stuff from the uh, um, from tired hands, the Saison, well, you know, famous Saison brewer who I bought a $70 bottle of Saison from. Um, yeah, and, cool. and this this spreadsheet seems to me to be a mix of 70% genuinely concerning things and then 30% of people that as small complaints or people grinding an axe about um, positions. There's some axe grinding in here, sure. Yeah, there's, there's some positions that they didn't get, but there's no real reason behind them that I would consider nefarious, they think, or there's no specifics or um, – and I'm sure these things happen and, and maybe there is something behind it, but I, I, I really would like to see a more cohesive and um, more bulletproof right. I, list because – um, Yeah, I mean, I would – yep, sorry, go ahead. Tying some of these things in with with genuinely evil things that the seventy percent of, of truly non acceptable um, yeah. abhorrent behaviour, the thirty percent of axe grinding needs to be um, either worked on to find out if there was something behind it, or just just sort of separated from that list because it dilutes it sure. and people can say can sort of what about this this isn't really bad this is a huge list but. The majority is probably like this, and it's it's about um, people that work for them or people that used to work for them that no longer work for them. So it's 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 tough when it's um, 
an underling's behaviour and maybe you remedied it straight away and then it reflects badly on you. Yeah, you made a bad hiring decision, but surely if if an an employee employer um, makes a bad hiring decision, they shouldn't be cancelled for that. Yet right. you look at some of the other ones here, um, the Hill Farmstead. Um, Soren Wagner. Yeah, uh, Modern Times. Uh, where Corey Bryce Welchel, Corey Modern Bryce Times. Wel- yeah, where they're Beer repeat Aficio. offenders. <laughs> yeah, these are repeat offenders. These are not things that other people are doing. These, these are coming from the very top. They need to be taken seriously. They need to be taken out of any industry, any corporate industry, any human shouldn't Probably function in a way. Some of them out of society. Agreed. Potentially. I yeah. mean, yeah. Yep. Um, yes. No, I agree. Uh, to to a point. I, what I, one thing I will say in, in to Rat Magnets um, to Brienne's credit is she's um, I, I, she, she's not a reporter for the Chicago Tribune or something. Right? No, no. Um, her her role here is one that she did. She sort of took on. Um, I wouldn't say unwillingly. Uh, she took on. Because uh, very willingly, in fact, but took on because uh, nobody else was doing it. Yeah. Um, and it, I think if somebody wants to tell a story, she's given them an opportunity to do it and puts it on us to make an evaluation if we think it's a story that meets the level of the modern times. Hill Farmstead, Tired Hands, Beer Fisio, Dry and Bitter, um, Mitchell Baltimore, uh, uh, Corey Bryce, Welchel. Uh, um, now, is it? The, do I think it's the same level when they say Oscar Blues in Austin had a rat infestation? Bro, I read the the Vegas uh, the the Vegas Review Journal every day, and I, the website. I mean, I didn't get the paper like a nine hundred year old man, but um, uh, and then every, like every every week, there's <laughs> dirty dining update. Uh, the the pho place across the street has scorpions fighting rats in the kitchen or whatever, you know. So what do you, what do you do with that? You know, um, is it bad that Oscar Blues had a rat? Of course it sucks, right? It's fucking shitty. Um, is that to the level of um, Jared Rubin raped someone at uh, Moody Tongue? No, I'm gonna say probably not on the same level, right? I mean. If I eat rat shit, well, guess what? I've probably eaten 100 pounds in my life, which is depressing and awful to think about. But, hey, <laughs> this is, it's in my ground beef. I don't know what to say. Um, but there's a lot of, I mean, mo- yeah, modern times. I mean, bro, I was at modern times a week ago. Like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're just, what the fuck, you know? Yep. It sucks ass. I'm funding I'm funding this shit. I'm, I'm you know. You just feel like a total shithead, and and probably should. Um, there's not a uh, there's no controls here, right? And the other argument you can make, though, I guess at the same time, is how many controls are in place and functional in the world of large to um, well, we'll say medium to large size businesses. No, I would say those are pretty shaky too. But forget about that. In society in general, this, to me, yes, there is a systemic problem with the people in, in beer, of course, in yeah. beer, in power. Is it larger than the corporate world? No. And of those smaller accusations that are not systemic 
and are not um, sexual. Are, are they something that is happening more and more in brewing? I don't think so. Like, there's Firestone Walker on here. That, to me, um, I will actually read part of that complaint. Um, it was essentially a employee um, made an offhanded comment about a, a female um, person who may have been going for a job, may have just been somebody that was at Firestone Walker as sure. getting a beer or whatever. Now, that shouldn't re- reflect on the whole company, but, yes, it should be brought to Firestone Walker's attention because how many other baristas or bar people make inappropriate comments and aren't held to account um, like Firestone Walker are? That sort of <laughs> – I'm not sure what I'm trying to say is we've just got to – uh, make decisions as people because this is just um, lists and cataloguing of behaviour. What needs to be taken care of, um, what needs to be monitored and what needs to just be passed as shitty people that are hired in an industry. It's- right. Yeah, that is – I mean, that's that's a barrier that I think beer has to prepare itself to cross, right? And it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the controls in place to manage it. Right. So a company like Firestone Walker should probably, and Boulevard will say too, because Boulevard, um, we know Boulevard's problems. They've, they've been having them for a little bit now or have been going through some problems. Now I know I actually have a buddy who works for Boulevard right now. Um, that said that, you know, they're still kind of getting themselves together. Um, I think that speak and tired hands in modern times are in this boat too. I think um, maybe Boulevard and Firestone Walker are a level above because they're owned by Duval. But um, uh, when do you when when do you have to say like we we can't be hiring sh- these shitty people so often? We have to we have to stop. One out of four people cannot be dickheads that we are only paying eight dollars an hour and they're willing to do it. You know what I mean? Um, you have to you have to cross the line into we need to be a big big boy company that doesn't ask volunteers to do stuff or doesn't um, let too much shit fly anymore, you know, um, because a lot of stuff was getting to let fly and eventually you get too big. Um, and I'm not saying it's okay at a smaller brewery. It's not, but uh, you should have the wherewithal to stamp it out much faster, right? To say, we're not putting up with that anymore. I can find a million other people who want to work here you know, go to hell, right? You're fired. Uh, I'm reporting you to OSHA, so on and so forth, right? Um, but uh, there's not a lot of that in place, right? These, these, you know, modern times is like eight locations. They should have a standard HR, a standard reporting procedure and checks and balances for management and leadership. And they don't. Um, and I think that's a big problem. And I think that... Uh, to some degree, the bigger places need to be more willing to, to commit and commit some sort of financial to some financial level to uh, enable the smaller places to create some shared reporting structure or something like that. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Because all, if all these places start to buy in, it's going to trickle down. I sound like Ronald Reagan, but it's going to start trickling <laughs> down to the smaller to the smaller breweries. Right. Because they're going to there's going to be a standard in practice. Right. 
And until the boulevards, Firestones, Modern Times, uh, Tired Hands, Night Shift, Hill Farmstead, the you know the biggest players in the industry take a stand and make an example of people, everybody will just say, it's fine. I can get away with this. It's okay. You know? So you're right in that Firestone. The thing, the thing of Firestone, does it seem as serious as some of the other accusations? No. Is it almost, is it, is it kind of as bad that Firestone is letting a lot of this stuff go? It might be just as dangerous, you know, to maybe not just as dangerous. It might be dangerous, I guess we'll say. To but some degree. Firestone Walker on are on the list that I've got once. So to me, even if they're on a list of seven hundred for the size of them right. two or three times. And not it, surprising. Yeah. And they yeah. probably have fifteen hundred employees for God's sake. Yeah. Fifteen hundred employees and, and six of those are shitty. Well fuck your hiring practices are pretty good. Um yeah, I, just one of the ones that maybe got my back up was Charlie Papazian. Who I I know being sort of a stalwart of home brewing. I know he has his own yeah. brewery. That's a weird comment, though, wasn't it? I mean, that's just odd. Yeah, but you know why it's not that Thank weird to say. me? It's it's not dinky die. I don't want. I, I don't want to sort of. He's probably like a three hundred year old man. Is probably yeah, part of it. He, he's a very old man. He was probably drunk at the time. He was probably trying to say something very polite. But you know when we say we try to give a compliment when we're drunk. And probably just tried trying I will, to. I will never give a, a compliment on Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just kidding. But that to me just <laughs> seems like a compliment gone awry. Maybe he, yeah. he thought that. And yes, you shouldn't say that out loud that she's a pretty young thing that has a, a has a future in the brewing industry. Well, does he need to be cancelled for that? No, if it's not a pattern. If it is, then perhaps. But uh, yeah. That just seemed like an old man that had had a couple of beers, kind of saying something that he shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, well, that was our new segment. Uh, two white male dipshits um, try to cover a important thing going on in the industry. So, um, but I, I, really I, I would throw it out to any female listeners if we have any. Um, <laughs> Oh. What's your point of view on this? I probably don't don't start with this one. <laughs> well, why not? Because we are two yeah, 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 two white right, yeah. dudes, two two cisgendered straight white dudes talking about this thing. We we're trying to come at it from a point of view as understanding. I'm probably not doing a very good job at it um, because I am not somebody that is targeted by these people for the most part. Um, and I think it's it's the people that are the ones put under these sort of scrutinies and, and, and this behaviour is thrust upon them and forced upon them. They're the right. ones that need to actually um, be heard from. They shouldn't be forced to speak up, but when they want to tell their stories, they should be the one telling it because it affects them. They've got the point of view. Um, so we're not the experts. I was giving my opinion as an outsider and genuinely an outsider in the, on this perspective, it's only those people inside the industry that, and that are of, yep. whether they be female, whether they be of a different race, ethnicity, um, be, um, be a, a different sexuality, um, sure. be, be a woman. They're the ones that, that have 
the right to speak up and we can only empathise with them and and say um, that that we find it apparent when it is apparent. Um, and, it's, and it's bad, right? Yeah. And it's dangerous and it's... And it's going to do a like this will do um rightfully so this will cause a serious amount of turnover in the industry and is going to take uh essentially i and again i'm not saying this is bad i'm it is bad that it happened but it's it's the right thing to do is essentially the two probably the two best american saison breweries are going to have to ditch uh their they have to ditch their founders. They have to go. I mean, I, I don't see how you can keep buying fucking Dorothy. Um, <laughs> Sean, all these, the Sean, the Sean Hill stories are horrible. Yeah. And Gene uh, Broyer or whatever, however you hell you say his name is, is uh, he's already left tired hands. Um, so, you know, to us, Cezanne lovers, right? That's meaningful. That's interesting, and uh, and and horrible. Um, yep. But it's also right. They have to go, um, and it's 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 going to affect the industry more, in, you know, in a bigger and bigger way. And it should. It has to. And um, I would just encourage people. You know, Tony, you've only gotten to see the spreadsheet. Yeah. I would encourage you and I would encourage others. I didn't give you any time to look at this stuff. I sort of threw this up there. Um, but uh, I would encourage you to look at the Instagram stories and listen to the people tell the stories themselves, not the not the interpretation of them yeah. um, from, you know, some guy who or, or lady who um, looked through these and or person who looked through these and said, aha, here's what this means. You know, um, I would, I would listen to the stories directly. You'll, you'll have, you'll come away with some of the same beliefs that you and you and I have now that some of these, there, there's varying levels of gravity to these. Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of truth to all of them. Right. Which I think means we probably need to be more aware of the things that we would call like microaggressions in this industry, which there's a lot of, and probably you and I are pretty guilty of them, maybe oh, even in the sure. last, say, 20 minutes. Um, no doubt. But there's there's things we probably need to pay more attention to in our kind of day-to-day behavior in the beer industry, which is very much still a boys club, um, a cis boys club. Um, and uh, we, and a lot of the, a lot of us are horrible. Um, and have have been horrible without knowing it. So, um, See, or thinking about it. That, so, that's, I think we have to we have to we have to pay more attention. That's perhaps where I I sort of differentiate myself from you when you say we're being horrible. If we're doing these things and we're trying to work on our behaviours, are we being horrible? No. Are we? Are we? Adding to the problem if we're I'm not going doing to work these things. I just want to be clear that uh, pretty much everything on this list, oh. I, if I if I even look yeah. into the deepest p- corners of my soul, true. But what I'm talking I'm, about, I'm is- really having to I'm really having to find a part of yeah. me that was somewhere else okay. to figure out I'll, when I'll, I could have done any of these things. I want to be clear here. I, w- I was talking about the microaggressions <laughs> part. I do sure, believe right. microaggressions yeah, okay, gotcha. yeah. are real, and yes, I some- certainly have done those. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's there's something that I need to work on. But if I'm willing to actually listen and modify my behaviour, eventually, am I a horrible person? Even if my behaviour originally wasn't up to 
up to spec? No. Standard, sure. You, you learn and you, you change, unlike a lot of these people on the list. So therefore, you're not horrible. You're not perfect, though. So we've got to give people that never rise to anything that's on this list an opportunity to change their behaviour because they want to change it, not because they're pressured into it. And that's something that I think you and I try and do in our general life. If, if there's something that we realise we need to change, we work on it and right. we change it. We don't just say, oh, right. that's the way it always used to be. But yep. I'm not Which going is what to, a lot of these people will say. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to stop talking altogether um, because I'm, I occasionally get things wrong and it doesn't excuse me from, from doing things wrong either. I, I don't think um, you're horrible if you understand microaggressions are real, but occasionally you, you step into that area and um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really the difference between the way the right talks about woke culture and real life in the fact that everybody is not perfect. Even the most informed activists on a subject will occasionally slip up on that subject. Right. It's not about being perfect. That's what the white portray wokeness being, that it's about being perfect it's about trying to minimize your harm to other people in your interactions and as long as i can do that and still enjoy my life i'm gonna try and do that so yeah i've really been very um rambly during this episode it's Um, hard for us it's hard for us to talk about this because we're uh yeah not very smart so uh and and you can print that um that episode title uh yeah, right. We're not very smart, but we, um, in in closing, I will say we believe everybody who told their story. Um, we condemn the behavior of uh, of these the breweries, the the founders, the employees who have um, perpetrated it and furthered it and empowered it and enabled it. And the only thing we can do is try to um, be. Uh, the uh, neither of us are. I would call neither of us activists by no. nature, Tony. Unfortunately, um, for for you know, probably for just worse. I would say for better or worse, but it's just by not good. But neither of us have a lot of activism in our blood. We come from the Brian Malika school of. Um, I'm not going to complain that I got a cheeseburger when I asked for a buffalo chicken sandwich. <laughs> yes. Um. So, uh, um, all we can do is try our best to be. Um, supporters and allies and uh, where we see something bad happening we say that this is bad and where we um, where we feel like we can make a difference we try to make a difference um, in whatever way that we feel like we're capable of doing it which um, will you know probably vary on on occasion so uh, that's that's sort of the end of my uh, uh, my rant on that but you know um, it, this isn't going to stop, so we'll probably have more on this next week, and we'll probably say, you know, hopefully nothing nearly as uh, insane or or stupid as what we did this week. So maybe we'll maybe we'll get better too. One thing I would say: let's do a little bit of um, self activism. The breweries that are con- constant offenders of this, let's use capitalism. <laughs> let's, let's use the capitalist system against them. Let's stop buying from these places. As good as Tired yeah, Hands would, Beer is, yeah. don't buy from 
tight hands. Don't buy from modern times and sure as hell don't buy from Hill Farmstead. Um, as of last Saturday when I was sitting at Modern Times, I am not buying any more Modern <laughs> Times because I looked at this on Monday, damn it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as of – so I'll be – I will not go back to Modern Times. You got it. You're right. That's a good – That's a, I think that's a great – and that's a great um, lesson. I think, you know, where you see the opportunity to make a difference, that's, you know, I, it's certainly passive activism, but it's but it's activism nonetheless, right? And, yeah. Activism um, takes many forms. St- and as yeah. long as you are forcing people to modify their behaviour, that's activism. Um, it doesn't have to be getting out in the streets to protest. Maybe those people are more effective, but I'm not comfortable doing that. I'm comfortable to talk on a podcast. I'm comfortable to spend my money in other places and really make their bottom line hurt because that's what the majority of these people care about is their bottom line. And if if we can hurt them um, by not spending our money at these places, I think that's 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 more effective than, than posting... Um, uh, about cancel culture or trying to cancel these people. I don't think that achieves much at all because that that's get, gets other people on their side. Spread the, the the story. Just say that you won't be buying from these specific breweries for these reasons. And, um, yeah, I think you can um, make a change, a small change, but small changes all add up. You got it. You're right. You did it. Um, Tony, let's play a quick game. Let's bring the mood up a little bit. Let's play a quick round of uh, a classic easy game for, for, for those of us over here who are trying to move house. Um, we're going to play a round of Untrapped. And we're sending our love down the All the way down. Now, that should be known every time that that uh, jingle comes on. I sing that live. That's not baked into that jingle. I sing that live, people. I yeah, do I yeah, what he, Bill O'Reilly um, says. Well, not to harass women and talk about falafels, but I do it live. Oh, I forgot about the falafel. It sounded like a teenager when he said that. Remember that? It was like, I'm going to rub your big boobs or whatever he said. Didn't we just do a segment about talking about all this bad stuff and now I'm saying that? <laughs> all right. I'm fine, but Bill O'Reilly is a creep. Do you, do you remember that bit? I can't I mean, do, do you it. Not that thing? Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Did you, did you read this? sucks. Did you ever read the uh, Bill, the whole Bill O'Reilly thing with the falafel? I sure it's did. So, so weird. <laughs> so I mean, gross. it's it's like it's like teenager, um, fucking erotic novel. It's nasty. <laughs> yep, oh, and especially coming for uh, him. Oh, what a creep! Look that up. Just look up Bill O'Reilly falafel, and you'll find it. Um, all right. So I got three beers here, Tony. Um, uh, when we were uh, driving across the country, went to a few breweries, um, of course, and some of some of them weren't weren't run by uh, uh, people perpetrating sexual assault, uh, supposedly. 
One of them we went to is a brewery called Weldworks, in fact. And Weldworks is a pretty big hype brewery. They do a lot of hype beer. Uh, they make a lot of uh, sugar stout and fruity stuff and pastry beer. And I went and got me some of that because that that's the stuff I like. So um, I have a, a couple beers here from our friends over at Weldworks. Thought maybe I could uh, toss you into the well, kick you in, see if you might try to climb your way out by guessing the uh, ratings of a few of these fancy beers I drank. So here's your first one, Tony. The first one is called Seven Layer Magic Bar Stout. It is uh, a swirled in, uh, here's the description, swirled in our milk stout base. You'll find milk chocolate chips, butterscotch chips, white chocolate chips, toasted coconut, macadamia nuts, graham cracker, and sweetened condensed milk. Uh, Tony, this has 2,056 check-ins, 1,743 ratings. It is a mere 8%, Tony. This is drinkable by Wellberg's standards, 8%, something you're going to want to pay attention to. And, uh, Tony, are you familiar with the magic bar? Is that an item you are familiar with? No, not not at all. So is this this a candy or a homemade recipe, or what's the go? A little bit of A, a little bit of B. Um, This is a – essentially, I've made these. I I never had these until I um, met Kelly. But you make these by making sort of a graham cracker crust – um, and putting it into a sheet, like a cake pan, like a glass, you know, a glass cake dish type thing. Um, then uh, you pour over all of these different things. So you have uh, the chocolate chips, the butterscotch chips, the white chocolate, the coconut, the macadamia. Uh, you can use any nuts, I guess, probably pecans or whatever. And then the sweetened condensed milk over the whole thing mm. that uh, sort of binds it all together. And it is a sugar... It is sugar. Uh, <laughs> it is sugar with a couple of nuts. It's a lot of it's a lot of sugar. Um, they're fun for the holidays, fun little snack. Um, but yeah, this is Magic Bar Stout, only eight percent. It's got all that junk in it. What do you think? Okay, the the thing that you told me to pay attention to, so will is the eight percent. That says to me that as delicious as this sounds. Um, the 8% is a warning. So perhaps it could come off a little sweet. They're not quite rated as highly as, say, a 12.5% beer that has the same ingredients. Um, I, I worry about the sweetness of this, how much you can even even drink six ounces of. Um, it does concern me. Not to say that it can't be done. Uh, I think... Is this a recent beer or is this a beer that they've been dr- brewing for quite, quite some time? Is that something that you can tell me? Let's see when it was created. Is it, because if this is a one-off, that, that really does affect um, how I'm going to rate it because people tend to get hyped for one-offs. Uh, can I see when this was created? If you can't, don't worry no, about it. No, I'm having a hard time finding no that actually in the old web app. Come on, gang, <laughs> untapped, get your web app updated. Um, yeah, this, well, it only is, so it has 2,056 check-ins. I would say, Tony, um, it's got to be pretty new because there are a lot of people at Wellworks pretty much every single day. 
So. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say this comes in. I want to rate this higher than what I am, but this comes in at 4.09. Oh, you nailed it. It's 4.096 for uh, the Magic Bar Stout. <laughs> that is impressive right there. Look at that. I, I love because uh, we, um, we have um, video going while we do this, this these days. And the way you lifted up your eyebrows made me think, I was a mile off with this that this was going to be a really high score, but I, I didn't realize I'd I'd nailed it. Wow! Uh, you 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 hit the nail on the head, my friend. That is on the dot. You killed it. Um, you know these Weldworks beers, dude. People love them. Um, I had a nice time there, but man, do people love these beers? I I could not believe the um. The satisfaction with these beers. I, I had been there once before. I didn't like it quite as much, but I, I did have a nice time this past time. So that was one of them we tried was the Magic Bar Stout, only because uh, Kelly's family loved making them, and apparently everybody's did. So I guess we're all not that special, huh? <laughs> um, cool. Next up, Tony, uh, number two in the Weldworks rundown. Uh, this is a beer uh, called Sponch. I like the name. Sponch. Uh, sponge. Are you familiar with a sponge candy? This is. There's no, no way you know what this is. No way at all. Uh, sponge is a Mexican snack cake. Now I don't know if you're familiar with sort of the idea. Mexican snack cakes are very ornate, um, and they are very good. They're very sweet, and they are just fun. Uh, they're very colorful. They're very full of fruit. They're they come in colorful packaging. They're much American snack cakes are ass compared to the Mexican ones. The Mexican ones are very cool. A sponge is this. I'm I'm going to send you a picture of this. Um, a sponge is a. Uh, we're going to just put it here in the general text channel for all of our fun listeners to see, so all you guys can see a sponge. Um, and Brought it's pink. a. Uh, bright pink um, thing and it's oh. got the marshmallow and it's got the coconut and it's got little pieces of strawberry in there. This is what we call in Australia an ice vovo. Jeez. Okay. All right. So it, it exists in Australia. Well, I'll be damned. So the sponge beer, Tony, is a sour wheat ale brewed with strawberry puree, toasted coconut, marshmallow, milk sugar, and hey, why not some whole sponge cookies? Nice. Um, it, nice. it has 1,275 check ins, 1,097 ratings. It is a 4.5%, what they're calling a fruited Berliner Weiss. Okay. Sponge, what you got? I've got concerns low alcohol, yeah. Berliner Weiss, strawberries. All things that make me think, go low, go low, go low. You're probably mm-hmm. going to put this beer at a 4.25, but you know people are not going to rate it that high because they're not going to taste strawberries. Everybody knows strawberries do not go well in beer. They're the one fruit. They just don't deal well. They, they don't with... read super well. Yeah. No. Berliner Weiss, <laughs> divisive style. It is a style that I love, but maybe yeah. they're just using that as to say, like this out. 
cool. I might, my, anytime I see these with the word Berliner voice on them, I gotta say to myself and, and like, um, really, yeah, you know? kettle sour or Berliner voice, different thing, right? Um, so that that's concerning, and of course, the alcohol content super low. This, if this was a 14.7% alcohol beer, I would rate this sucker, um, and I think people would rate it, but I'm going to come in. And three, three point seven eight. Can't give you that one, Tony. Um, one for two, because that one is coming in surprisingly close to the first one. Is a four point zero eight. I'm absolutely shocked by this. Or wow, sponge, sponge, uh, sponge coming through. Let's look at some of the some of the reviews while we're at it, huh? Uh, what do we got here? We got, um, uh, oh, come on. Uh, yummy says Klaus. Thank you, Klaus, for your contribution to the show. Um, who else we got? Uh, a lot of people not posting. They're at Weldworks to get drunk. Oh, this one says Kelly D, whoever that is, says LOL, okay, made with real sponge. Nice one. Um, Jeez. What did Why she, would write she write it? something like that now? Uh, she rated it. She tagged some kind of brain dead dork nerd or something who's wearing a blue shirt. And she said, uh, L- uh, Lowell came in with a response and rated a 4.25. That's exactly where I said I would rate it. Wow. Yep. Doing it for the um, lows. Yep. Uh, doing it for the memes, baby. Uh, before I could read the description, the order was in. Way too sweet for me. But if you love strawberry smoothies, this is a beer for you from Dan O, who has a picture of Jeff Daniels from The Big Lebowski, and um, he gave it two stars and did attach a picture. So he attached a picture, wrote 30 words, and gave it two stars. And said he could not abide. Yeah, he did not abide. The dude, this is like drinking a strawberry cookie. So I think what I did try this, Tony. I didn't give you that heads up. I didn't taste this beer. And one thing that I will say about it is the strawberry red very well. Um, is that good to me? Not really. Um, so I thought it was fine. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I rate everything a four. I don't care. But um, I, don't, uh, I don't know if I would have thought this was quite, you know, maybe the best thing I ever had. Um, but the strawberry came through. It cut. Okay. So that's often a problem with strawberries. You can't really get. You can't get anything off of it. Yep. So um, what you're saying to out. me is if you like flavoured vodka, birthday cake flavour, you would probably enjoy this beer. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, that's a good point. I think if you yep, if you like birthday cake vodka with a big uh, you know, handful of cherries in it. Got to have the cherries. This, There's no other way of having it. I think this is the beer for you, my friend, so... Get your get yourself some of this some of this good stuff here. Sponge. Right. Uh, last one I'm gonna give you. Oh yeah, it's this one. Here it is. All right, Tony. This one is called Bam Bam Rubble Rubble. Okay. Um, Fruity Pebble flavor. Yeah. I wanna tell yeah. you yes it. All right. So uh, that's a good guess. Four point nine percent. 2,392 2300, check-ins, 2012 ratings. Hey, great year, 2012. Was it? I don't remember. Um, 
This is a sour wheat ale brewed with fruity pebbles cereal, strawberry, milk sugar, vanilla, and marshmallow. Um, so you got Bam Bam Rubble Rubble, a mere 4.9% on this fruited Berliner Weiss. Another one to throw into the confusing pile. Couple reviews. I'll give you a give you a little bonus pre pre rating review. Nose is spot on fruity pebbles, more sour than I expected, but still good. Oh, I like, like that. Breakfast from Derek P says tastes like breakfast. Chris K says from Greeley, Colorado. Thank you, Chris. Um, Gabriel says tastes like sour fruity pebbles, but the fruitiness feels artificial. Uh, tastes exactly like fruity pebbles then. Uh, yeah. Hey, who's eating fruity pebbles? Like, damn, the natural fruit. Yeah, that tastes uh, like I'm biting into fruit. No, it tastes I mean, I'm like eating I'm... A man- I'm eating a mango. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm putting um, coloured bits of cardboard in my mouth and mm, they taste artificial. That is fruity pebbles. Yeah, that's, the, any, the, that's, that's any cereal, yeah. <laughs> the sourness is the thing that, that gives me hope for this beer. Now, all right, what you got? Here's the thing. I know how you do games, and you don't generally pick beers that are in the same ballpark for all three beers. So I'm going to actually betray this logic, though. I really am. I, I think this is this is in the same ballpark. It's within a couple of points of, of the first beer and the second beer as it happens to roll. But I'm going to say Fruity Pebbles more divisive than some sponge. Sponge, I think everybody can get behind some sponge. Who doesn't love saying the word sponge? I would love eating some sponge, I think. Need to go for a big walk to get those sugar numbers down. But I'm going to say this comes in a fraction lower, even though it's a fraction higher in alcohol. This comes in bang on the borderline of four. No, yeah, bang on the borderline of four at 396 Sorry, Tony. You're you're in the well. Nope, I get out of the well for not too long. I, I tell this you why. I, before you give the score, <laughs> I get out of the well just based on the first answer. You knock it out of the park. That's a grand slam. Take a walk. You're not going down the well. That is true. I mean, I'll I'll pull you out because who knows how long you're going to be down there. At this <laughs> That's point. true. It could be months. Um, right. So, uh, Tony, this was a four point two one. On Bam Bam Rubble Rubble. I mostly just did this with this brewery because it's amazing how well everything is rated. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with maybe a little bit of the hype factor, to be honest. Um, you are in the middle of, I mean, cattle country, Colorado. Um, you're at the Greeley Stampede is across the street. And uh, you're like, damn, I better like this. Drove all the way out here from Fort Collins, you know. Um, that said, this was good. It did taste like fruity pebbles. I would say this was maybe my least favorite of the three. Um, it, it didn't, uh, it didn't taste bad. It, it was, it was perfectly fine. And I think it achieved what it was trying to achieve to its credit, but I don't really love the taste of fruity pebbles. Um, not for me. Uh, so that's fine. Not everything has to be for me. I've said that before, but, um, Good for them. 4.21. People just said, damn, this tastes like Fruity Pebbles. I'm in, you know. So uh, that's cool. Now, did Shout out to them. Yeah. Do you know if um, 
the Kelly person from the last beer had this beer while she was there. Oh, let's see if she, uh, if this whoever this lady was, uh, uh, came in came in with some fire on this one, huh? Uh, you know what? There's probably a better way to to find this uh, find this out if I just um, went to her old uh, account. I've been stalking this girl for a while. I shouldn't say that. Uh, her, uh, she rated this a four. Okay. And she gave this, uh, and her comment here was just fruity pebbles, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> well thought out review. Yeah. To be fair, she did drink a beer maybe 45 minutes before that uh, did, did, and to her credit, it did. Uh, it was called Blueberry Limeade Slush. And it and it did taste like a Fruit Loop, and she said it tastes like a Fruit Loop. So she ate Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles in pretty much the same hour. Or drank it, sorry, drank Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles in the same hour. So, um, you know, hey, that's a tough, that's a palate, that's palate murder right there. I mean, what are you doing? You know, that's wild. Um, all right, Tony, we'll we'll pull you out of the well. Uh, a quick a quick show note as we um, release this very long show that we said we were splitting into two. Um, uh, we did uh, we are going to be sort of a little bit uh, impromptu over the next few weeks. I suspect sporadic. we will be sporadic. We'll say uh, we'll be relatively regular scheduled for the next week or two. And then I believe we're going to take a summer break. Uh, Griff's going on vacay. He's putting on his, you know, sun shoes and like a straw hat, and uh, he's going to relax for a few weeks. Just kidding. He's fucking moving. God damn it, gonna be rough, but uh, it, we're gonna get it done. And then and then he'll be kicking back in warmer climes, uh, in a mysterious place that I can't imagine anyone will be able to guess, or ha- I haven't even already said that I'll be going to. So. Um, Can I take that'll a guess? happen? Yeah, where is it? I'm going to say you're going to go to Florida, but you're not going to go to Miami. You're more like a Dayton, uh, Daytona. Sorry, <laughs> not Ohio. You're. I'm moving, I'm moving to Dayton. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're more a Daytona Beach person. Yeah, I'll be honest, Tony. I've been sweating in my own house the last few days because it's so fucking humid here compared to Vegas. <laughs> um, so it might not be the best for me. Uh, it, it's only like 60 degrees here, but I've just been like, it's just the moisture has been re-entering my body or something. I don't know what it is, but it's I hate it. Um, no, I'm, I'm moving back to Vegas in the, in the next six weeks or so. Um, I will be in Florida. Oddly enough, I'll be in Florida in, in, before then, though, because I have to go to my dad's, so. Um, I, I have to go because I'm going to my dad's. It's gonna be fun. Gonna see my family. Gonna uh, sweat to death. It's gonna be 104 degrees and it's gonna rain every day. But hey, we'll get the nice sunlight and we'll get some fireworks and get some time actually hanging out with people that I haven't been able to hang out with for 18 months. So not bad. Um, but that's it. So uh, uh. In the meantime, Tony, I think maybe some people should just try to reach out with us because you can just keep in touch with us in all kinds of ways. If you feel lonely over that kind of period, um, you can guy, you guys can come check out our Instagram, maybe, for example. Our Instagram is uh, – our handle is at BeerEnginePod. Come check us out. Uh, I occasionally post on there. I'll certainly post on there when there's a new show. 
Um, the best way to keep in touch with your boys, Griff and Tony, it's on Discord. You need to ping us on Instagram or send us an email, and we will send you uh, uh, our link to get on our Discord. Uh, was posting the occasional post from my from my long drive. From your hashtag uh, my new, journey. And hashtag my journey. Uh, there's some new chicken sandwich news. There's some uh, always the latest pastries and the new gloops are getting thrown up there. People's bad gambling losses. You know, life is good out on the Discord, so get on there. Um, uh, Tony, what else? They could probably email us, right? They could. They could. That's certainly an option, whatever that email address is. But the way I like to interact with you is through Untapped. You're Griff AD on Untapped. Oh, yeah. I'm Saint Moz on Untapped. We'll still be checking beers over that time. Oh hell yeah! Um, oh hell yeah! <laughs> you'll still be drinking if you've got time to breathe. You've got time to drink. So we will be yeah. posting beers. We may get a guest host in just to keep the feed ticking over. I'll see if I can arrange somebody, somebody who yeah. um, is a massive be? beer drinker. I wonder. Probably not a beer drinker. Loves a Negroni, actually. But, he had uh, one beer in his fridge last time I was over there. He's like, I have one beer. I'm like, I don't want it. Just give me bourbon, dude. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll be back next week. I'm going to talk a little more about the long drive. Got some highlights. Certainly have some beers I dragged out there uh, from out there. And, and hell, I even stopped at a bourbon distillery, which I think we'll enjoy talking about. So, um, for like well, Tony skipped it. You can send us an email if you want. Go to send us an email at beerengineshow at gmail.com. I can it's never fine. remember it's that fine. thing. Yeah, who cares? Um and that's really it. Tony, you got anything any final comments for the for the gallery out there? Uh it's been nice doing this show while we could. Not that I think the show won't come back after Griff has um <laughs> has has made his move to the big time. I'm moved. I'm moving to the home of Art Bell and George Norrie. The only outlet I'll have is talk radio, and this is really the last bastion of anything similar to that. So, uh, of course, I will be on here talking all the latest about Janet Plains Landing and UFOs and all that shit. <laughs> all I will say is we're probably cancelled. We're probably cancelling each other with uh, everything that yeah, we've, we've spoken been, about today. Yeah, we've been cancelled. It's fine. All right, guys, um, be good to each other. We'll talk next week. See ya.